The following presentation is brought to you by KMmedia.pro. Please visit KMmedia.pro for more information. Now stay right where you are as we present. Welcome to Positive Talk Radio, evolving ideas, one conversation at a time. Great guests, dynamic stories and interviews, plus new thoughts on a wide range of topics and concepts. I hope that you'll hang with me, Kevin McDonald, my friends, and of course, you, as together we work to understand why we are all here and what we can do to make our world a better place for all of us to be happy, be kind, and live in peace together. Yep, that's Positive Talk Radio. talk radio i hope that you will give us a like and subscribe and ring the bell and all that kind of good stuff i'm required to say that according to my executive producer so in any event we are here it is a monday um and it's a great day to be here uh, because we've got a great series of shows actually but this is probably the leading off is the best show of the day um and of course i'll say that on the next show too never mind uh but but the one thing that i didn't do is I didn't ask Christina um, if she if she wanted to use her just Christina Mand. Is it Mand? Give me your last name. So, thank you, Kevin, for having me. Thank you for being so kind and saying nice words about this show. Well, my family name is very complicated, Christina Mand Lakiani. In fact, today I was uh, on Estonian TV and the host had a bit of a trouble pronouncing it after after trying it. So I think it's it's just a curse or maybe the blessing. I don't know. Well, it, it can be a blessing because I'm not even going to give it a shot. So. <laughs> Um, but so I'm just going to say Christina and, uh, she is, so you were on Estonia TV today. Yes, I was a little early. In fact, my parents are upstairs watching it now. Oh, what did, what did you talk about when you were there? Well, happiness <laughs> and ah. mind valley. <laughs> oh, that's very good. By the way, if you want to follow along with us, you can, but go to Christina, Amanda, M-A-D, M-A-N-D. And Christina com. with a K. Christina with a K. Yeah. That's, that's correct. And without an H. And uh, so Christina, uh, com, and you can learn all about what's what's going on in her world. And um, I got to ask you, um, mm -hmm. because you've got a great website, you've got a great message, you've got a great program that you're operating. Where did all that come from? <laughs> well, it's a long story. I actually am uh, mostly known as a co-founder of MindValley. MindValley is the leading educational platform in personal growth and transformation. And I did most of the time, I, I did my work as a marketer, as an entrepreneur. Um, but uh, at 40, I had a very stereotypical midlife crisis. <laughs> and I decided to 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 take a sabbatical and to think what I want to do next. So I ended up uh, reevaluating my life and I decided that I'm ready to teach, I'm ready to become an author, a writer. And that's uh, that's where my programs and my own, um, well, my own website comes from. Everybody in my world that I know or have talked to at one point in life has an epiphany where they ask two questions. Uh -huh. I've, said, I've said this many times, but it bears repeating. Um, the first question is, is this all there is to life? I mean, I go to work, I do this, I do that. But is this all there is? Or, and the mm -hmm. other thing is, why am I really here? Mm -hmm. What am I here to do? 
I think these are fundamental existential questions that everybody asks for centuries, for thousands of years, because if we look at philosophers or writers of the past, they all ask that question, why am I here? Um, but I also think that's the beauty of life. I think maybe that's the reason why are we here, to find the answer to that. And I, I'm, who am I to tell people why they are there here on Earth? And I believe that there are... Uh, as uh, well, it's more than 7 billion, almost 8 billion people right now. And probably there are that many reasons and and meanings uh, why people are on planet Earth. Um, I somehow really like um, Oscar Wilde's words. He says, life is too important to be taken seriously. And maybe that, that would make it a little more enjoyable if we just didn't take it so damn seriously. Well, you know, I love, I love, and I'm going through your website as a good host should. And one of the things that you say is that uh, it's not all work. Accepting yourself is also about pleasure and play. So it's not, it's not like a down serious thing. It's about the, the uh, enjoyment and the celebration of life. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I find it interesting. People uh, tend to take things seriously if they're important. And that's, I guess, where Oscar Wilde, Wilde's quote comes from. Uh, and I also think it's uh, it's just this idea or maybe a belief that we all share that important things have to be serious. And uh, if, if something, if, so if something, well, if something is important, essentially, you have to put work into that. I'm not a huge fan of considering everything hard work. Because hard work is just so dreadful. And imagining so doing your whole life doing hard work in the business, hard work in with health, uh, with nutrition, hard work with relationships, with love, it just doesn't sound fun to me. And I think uh, it is... Uh, it is also how you choose to look at that. At some point after, maybe after I divorced, <laughs> so uh, it was a few years um, ago, I suddenly decided that I would like to reimagine uh, love, for example. I don't think love should be hard. Uh, it's not difficult for me to love my children, for example. Uh, a good friend of mine says, <laughs> again, I'm not being super serious, but a good friend of mine, Nina, she says, you know, life is simple and deep, but we often make it shallow and complicated. And I think that's the, that's the problem with uh, with over over complicating, making something so hard, something so important that we forget to just be in the moment and enjoy it as it is. By the way, that's a T-shirt right there. <laughs> so, and but you're but you're right. You know, I am a firm believer that if you're in what we call the flow, and let me let me explain what the flow is. When you are in the flow of life. When you're doing, when you're passionate about what you're doing and you're doing everything that you really want to do, it's easy. It's it's no longer a dreadful, painful thing that you have to put up with or you have to work through. It's easy and it's fun. And that mm -hmm. I, I think that's really why we're here is to have, we, we look at the around us, the beauty of the planet that we have, the beautiful people that uh, are on it. And uh, it's, I think it's our, our job to enjoy uh, what mm -hmm. we've been given, as well as as do the best we can to the, be kind and to be loving and to be caring, don't you think? Mm -hmm. Definitely. Uh, however, contemporary society is still not completely ready to accept the paradigm that success might not require sweat, blood, and sacrifice and the dreadful hard work, because uh, 
from childhood we are taught that to be successful we have to we have to sacrifice something some, to put something on the altar of success and that's the paradigm with which all of us grow up uh, i personally believe that there are two ways of achieving success one of them is definitely through hard discipline and sweat and blood and sacrifices because that's how society has survived until now but there is another way which maybe we as a society should start exploring where we achieve success through doing something that we love and in that case, yes, it might occasionally require, uh, you know, work through moods or, or be a little disciplined, but it doesn't have to be sweat, blood and sacrifice and hard work unless you believe that. <laughs> unless you choose it to be that way. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I'm a firm believer that if you follow your passion now, okay, I do anywhere from seven to 12 podcasts a week. I love doing it. I love talking to beautiful people like yourself. And uh, th are there things I don't in necessarily enjoy about putting them together? Yes. Uh, this is the part that I really enjoy is to talking to people like you. And uh, But that doesn't mean that I don't deal with those things to get to the good stuff. But mm -hmm. it's always about the good stuff, and which is, which is doing, being, I'm, I'm passionate about doing this and, and I really love the message that people like you have to share with us. And you've also got, she's got programs. She's got programs for us to work with, so that's, <laughs> which, is which is really cool. And I love what your mission statement says, which is to help you create an extraordinary life by making authenticity the heart of your being. Explain mm -hmm. how to make authenticity the heart of your being. So I, I believe that um, this is a nice way to put it, like a more, <laughs> more, more, more copywriting way of putting it. Uh, if I put it very simply, I think the easiest thing in Earth is to be on, on Earth is to be yourself. And if uh, if you uh, if you just allow yourself to to express yourself as you are. Um, and you will find actually strength in all your quirks, in the things that maybe sometimes you try to suppress or cover up or change. And uh, it is really, I think we are we are hovering around the same idea of success, what makes something a, a success. And uh, I truly believe that if we learned from the very early age that uh, understanding yourself, knowing what, what makes you happy, uh, not the society's definition of what means your success versus your loser, but what makes you truly happy. Following that, what you love to do, uh, being true to yourself, uh, that I think is a much surer way to success. But you see, all of us at some point in life end up in this uh, fork uh, in the road where we have to choose be be some something between happiness and success. And I believe that... Um, subconsciously, we all tend to choose success over happiness. Uh, because we, uh, as society usually takes success very pragmatically. So there is almost like a tutorial how to achieve success. Yeah. Work hard, uh, you know, study well, get a good job and all of that stuff. We, we define success very precisely. So when we are at the fork road, uh, in the road, sorry, fork in the road, we often uh, think that success is a more certain path. It may be less enjoyable, but it is certain. And certainly, if you're successful, you're supposed to be happy, right? Whereas when we think about happiness, we think it's a gamble because there is no definition of happiness, of what is happiness. There is no defi definition. And often, uh, if, if there is this um, 
dilemma, then obviously happiness is something opposite from what society defines as success. A very classical example would be a young person who is trying to choose the career in life. I loved astrophysics. But I studied uh, really? public uh, administration because working for the government seemed like a better idea because that is a, a more certain job, better pay. What can I do as an astrophysicist? Become an academic, <laughs> underpaid scientist? Uh, <laughs> so we often, when we are choosing between what your heart wants and what society defines as success, we think that following the heart is a gamble. In fact, recently, quite a lot of um, speakers with name and with authority were saying, don't follow your heart, it's a bad advice. Well, I think that's a bad advice to say not to follow your heart. So when I talk about authenticity, I actually talk about just being true to yourself, just learning to be honest with yourself, being true to yourself. And the best part of, of that whole story is learning to accept yourself fully. The things that you're proud of and the things that you're not proud of. And if we go even further, finding strength in those things that you maybe are ashamed of, but that are part of you, uniquely part of you. So that's actually the courage to, to follow your heart and to define your own success, to define your own path in life. And I, I, I truly strongly believe that if you follow what you love to do, you will never have the question of discipline, of hard work. You will just follow your passion and you're much more likely to achieve success, world-class success. I couldn't agree with you more. As a matter of fact, uh, the gospel according to Braveheart, the movie, <laughs> uh, at one point, um, the father, when he uh, he's already passed away, but um, um, uh, William Wallace was a child and he looked at his dad and his dad turned to him and said, your heart is free. Have the courage to follow it. And that's kind of a mantra of mine because, you know, your heart is free. You get a choice. That's a beautiful thing is that you, you have free will. And, but in the process of trying to do that, we are told from a very early age, don't do that. Oh, you're too fat. Sit up straight. Uh, elbows off the table. Don't talk back, young man. Um, you know, children should be seen and not heard. And, uh, when you grow up, you'll learn that this is a life is hard and it's miserable and it's tough. And, and so we take those things in when we are children, how do you get people? And I know you're working hard to do this. How do you get people to accept themselves for who they are and to get out mm -hmm. of those voices that mine sounds like my mother. Um, but you know, we all have voices in the back of our heads. How do you get them out of that? Well, it's a process, of course, but I think one of the one of the ideas to understand is that it's not really the society that requires that of us. Society doesn't care. To be honest, nobody cares. Well, maybe the closest people do, but uh, people care to have an opinion and sometimes to voice an opinion. But do they really care what choice you make? Nope. It's very unlikely. So one of the important things to understand is that actually a lot of the a lot of the barriers and and rules and and the nagging voice a lot of that comes from us yes we've heard it yes we've learned it but we keep repeating it as our own gospel <laughs> so maybe maybe it was mama or, or a teacher who used to be super careful and tell you don't go there don't try this it's dangerous and then you keep saying that to yourself these people may be gone out of your life for years but you keep saying that because that's what you're used to hearing but these are not the other people's voices this is your own voice so i think the the journey to 
to yourself, it's first of all, it's a dangerous journey because it's uh, it's a one way um, journey. You can't like if you if you go out of that house on that path, you can't come back the same person. And um, I don't remember exactly which of the Tolkien books it was, Hobbit, I believe, not not where, where Hobbit asked uh, Gandalf, uh, "Can you promise me that I'll be back?" And Gandalf said, "No." And even if you are, you won't be the same. And that's the path to yourself. We have to understand that this is a one-way ticket. You cannot switch it off once you once you learn to be honest with yourself, once you understand yourself. You can't just live with that because it's your truth that you have to swallow. Uh, but that aside, I think one of the first steps is to understand that you are your first critic. And... The world really is just uh, is just there to to reflect, but to reflect your own relationship with yourself. So if you have problems with the world, look look inside yourself and see what are your problems with yourself. Because once you fix those, your problems with the world will be fixed. By the way, I have to say you have a marvelous accent. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> are you from Are you from Estonia originally, or or do, were you were you from like Great Britain or something? I I'm bilingual by birth, and I think that's why my accent is a little um, complicated to understand uh, because I don't have a very clear one or the other accent. I, uh, from birth, I speak Estonian and Russian, uh, but I did study in UK for a while. But in Scotland, though, so I don't have a Scottish accent. <laughs> so you're actually trilingual because you're speaking in English, and you've got Estonia, and you've got Russian in, yes. in your background as well. So no, that's. I that's that's re that's really cool. I don't even speak English well. I just want you to know that. Um, so, but but let's talk about. You know, you've got lots of programs and things that you do uh, for people. One of which is Seven Days to Happiness. Mm -hmm. Could you explain what Seven Days to Happiness is, and is it possible? <laughs> it's well, happiness is a simple uh, simple topic that a lot of people um, relate to. And when I go and speak somewhere, very. Uh, well, in, in a very um, unusual uh, audience, like on TV, I was speaking about happiness because this is this is the uh, the icebreaker topic. Everybody understands happiness. Um, is it possible within seven days? That's a very interesting question. I believe the transformation happens momentarily. Uh, when is that moment going to happen is uh, unpredictable. But the thing with... Um, with transformation is that it doesn't happen when you want it to happen. So for example, you want to become happy because you're miserable or because you are not quite happy or because you're stuck, whatever is the reason. And you go and start learning it and, and start studying. And there are a lot of speeches and talks and books and research on that. And you can learn all of that, but is it going to make you happy? The thing with information is that, you know, while it's cognitively in your head, it doesn't change your life. It's like a book on a shelf. It's good to have. You might be able to read it, but it doesn't change your life. What changes your life is when the information travels from your cognitive, from your head, uh, from, from the understanding into the cellular level when you feel life differently. So is seven days enough to learn to be happy? I use seven days to give um, certain ideas and exercises for people to try so that they get the experience because it's not the knowledge, as I said, that changes your life. It's the experience because experience sometimes brings that knowledge from your head into your cellular level. And that's what I can give within seven days. 
Are you going to get transformation within seven days? Are you going to get it on day one? Because suddenly you heard that one piece of the puzzle, which, which put everything in place, or is it going to happen in a year when you are actually ready? This is so personal. I can't tell, but in seven days I can give techniques and ideas. Which, which we all could use. I was talking with my son. Uh, the name of this program is Positive Talk Radio. And so, and I generally am a positive person, you know, 95% of the time. But my son, who's now 34, says, now, Dad, I remember <laughs> when I was growing up that you, there were times when you were not a happy dude. And I said, yes, I know. But that was an, that was an experience that I had to go through to get to where I am today. And hmm. I think that you're, you're right. We need to experientially learn um, about life and about how we choose to present ourselves to other people and to ourselves. It's, mm -hmm. it's a whole lot nicer when you can be happy and, and kind and feel good about you and the world around you, even though we've got some troubles in the world, but you can't let them over that overtake you. You've got to, you, you know, it, it would benefit you. And I think, I think you're right in that you, you may not be able to do it in seven days, but you can help give somebody the tools because that's what mm -hmm. you do. You, give, well, you can't make anybody do anything. Uh, well, uh, yeah, I, the, the thing is that I'm not in business of fixing people. Right. <laughs> I, I, it may sound contradictory because I'm co-founder of one of the biggest educational companies in personal growth, but uh, that's the business that I do. And of course, you have to give, uh, you have to give the information, the, the, the tools, the skills to people to, to change their lives. But I personally, I'm not into business of changing people because I think that... Uh, People have the free will, we're coming back to the same idea, to choose, to choose their experience and to choose what they want. And uh, I've been in personal growth for 20 years, and I know you cannot force, uh, force a person into being happy, into being content, into loving themselves. They will do that when they're ready for that, when they come and ask for help. So that's why, that's why, yes, I do share the tools, but do I have control over are people going to be happy or not? Of course not. But I also wanted to make a side remark. When I talk about happiness, I actually don't equate happiness to positivity because life is not all, uh, all positive. All cupcakes and, and rainbows? No, it's not. No, and I think that's the, that's a trick about happiness. Uh, my favorite quote about happiness is completely anonymous, so probably absolutely silly, but I think it's so brilliant. It says, happy are those who are on a detour but can still enjoy the scenery. And I truly believe that our life is one long detour. <laughs> you know, we think that we are going, I mean, we might be going from point A to point B, but the path is often so unpredictable. Oh, exactly. Now, you mentioned that you are one uh, co-creator of one of the biggest uh, self-help or, 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 or yeah. program, which is Mind Valley, right? Yes. And how did that begin? How did you get, how did you become co-founder of that? <laughs> That's, uh, <laughs> that story is not completely to my credit <laughs> because <laughs> I, <laughs> well, the thing is that, um, I was about 25 when I got married, and uh, the the face of Mind Valley, the founder of Vision, well, he was my husband. Uh, he is the one who dreamed it up, who started it, who uh, is still the face and the soul of it. But um, I I was there the whole 
the whole time from the beginning because I moved from Estonia to New York. I had no visa. People still didn't know if I could speak English well enough for the job. So I had nothing better to do. I just helped my then husband with his um, new startup business. <laughs> That's how I ended up in Mind Valley. It was chance. Uh, considering that I was born and raised in Soviet Union, I was 14 when Soviet Union collapsed. Uh, in Soviet Union, business was uh, punishable by law. You couldn't become an entrepreneur. You'll end up in jail. And uh, personal growth, any kind of ideas of personal growth are frowned upon because it's either academic or the state tells you what you're supposed to do. Uh, so, of course, neither business nor personal growth were uh, anywhere in my plans, but my husband started it and I just helped him along. That's how I ended up there. So you you lived in the Soviet Union, which is now... Was it now, were you living in a state or in where Russia is now, or were you in one of the satellite countries? I am. Uh, I lived in Estonia most of my life. I was born in Belarus. And of course, Russia is just one of the 15. And it kind of is the heir of, of all Soviet. But uh, but Soviet Union was uh, the same Soviet Union all over. Uh, of course, Moscow was the big capital that everybody was looking at. The only difference is that Estonia was annexed in 1945. So we, when I was born in the 70s, there were still people who had uh, their own memories of how it was to be independent and free. So, of course, it was more rebellious than the rest of the Soviet Union. But yes, I experienced the proper thing. And uh, by the way, I am so glad that that Estonia was able to break free uh, when when the Soviet Union collapsed and and so that you could you could do the work that you're doing and live a, a life that's free. It's, it'd be terrible. I, I, I don't know what it would be like living in the United States to have somebody tell me what I can believe and what I need to do and what I can be and what I can't be. That would be that would be awful. So, but, you know, I think people are also adaptable. And I don't remember Soviet Union as, uh, of course, I was a teenager when it collapsed. So I don't have the experience of uh, leading a grown-up life there. Of course, right now, with the way uh, Russia is going, um, I don't feel like... Uh, like like saying that it wasn't a big tragedy because Soviet Union is still not completely ended considering everything that's happening. Uh, we are now going into political uh, talk, but but I just want to say that, you know, we sometimes uh, pity the people who live in those messed up countries, but they still live a life. And there are still ways to express yourself. Yes, you don't have all the freedoms, but so do many people who live in uh, in free countries. They don't have freedoms out of choice. A lot of people say, oh, I can't do that because I have a debt or I have responsibilities, I have mortgage, I have family, or my my family doesn't allow me. I lived 16 years in Asia, and I know how, how often the story is that, oh, but my family, they wouldn't allow me, they wouldn't want me. So we still create a lot of uh, barriers for ourselves because it's such, isn't it such an easy way out off the hook? Oh, no, but I can't do anything. It, it, that that's the excuse that we oh no i can't yeah. i can't couldn't do that um but i'm here to tell you and my son yells at me for this but <laughs> i'll tell you anyway i believe life to be a journey yeah and even if you cannot full-fledged quit your job go live in a tent and 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 be happy doing what you're doing you can still make strides to do it so that and maybe it's incremental maybe in my case mm -hmm. it's like you're doing a radio show once a week on your day off. You can do your other stuff, but then mm -hmm. you 
you have to do a radio show or or do a podcast, whatever you want to do. Or in your case, you can write or or, mm-hmm. or do those, those sorts of things. And you don't have to do it all, but you can set yourself up so that when the time is right and the universe aligns with you the way it's supposed to be, then you can do it in a, in a full time and you can make it work. At least that's my humble opinion. What do you think? I think that that's one option. Another option is actually to find joy in what you have. And here, I, I'm sorry, but I'll, I'll quote uh, Gandalf again out of... Uh, <laughs> I love out, Gandalf. Out of Lord of the Rings now. So he was saying it to Frodo. Uh, when Frodo said, why, why me? He said, you know, we don't always get to choose. Of course, I'm loosely quoting. We don't always get to choose the time when we live. But we get to choose to do the best with the time that we're given. So yes, circumstances are often not in our control. And I think we should have all learned that two years ago, that sometimes circumstances are not what we choose. Right. But can you, can you get the best out of what you have? Or what can you get out of what you have? Uh, I think a very sobering book is, by, uh, is um, Man in Search of Meaning by Viktor Frankl. This guy's circumstances were the most miserable, but he's talking about meaning in the Nazi uh, concentration camps. So if you can find meaning there, when you have nothing, not even hope, then I'm sure you can find meaning in a job which you have to keep because you have to pay the bills. You know, I talked to a lot of people that uh, have traveled the world like you have, Mm -hmm. and there are people in the world who have, you know, what we would call nothing. Nothing, not a, not a thing, and they have uh, maybe a hut or a hut over their head, and they have some food, and they have some water, but they're happy. They mm-hmm. live a simple life, but they but they're happy because that's what they choose to be. Uh, rather rather than chasing our tails and and getting the picket fence and the two point three kids and the, <laughs> and the and the wife that that when she when she gets a little older you have to get a younger one and all that you know and you're chasing the great tale of success which is an illusion Mm -hmm. uh, because that doesn't really exist you're happy from within you know uh, there is research actually people have been asking that question in fact academics have been asking this question is happiness really related to success or to be precise does success lead you to happiness so the funny thing is that what they found is that uh not surprised. Success doesn't le- give you happiness. That's why if it did, we wouldn't have uh, very successful people kill themselves or f- end up in rehabs, in depression. Uh, but what they found is that actually if you are happy, if you're in the state of happiness, you're much more likely to achieve success at whatever you're doing. Yep. And with that said, I want to, I want to also notice, uh, n- note a very important thing. Money is good. Freedom is good. Success is good. Go for it if you can. But if you can't, don't make it your curse. Do the best with what you have. Exactly. Exactly. You know, one of the cool things is that if you decide, and it's a conscious decision, whatever you're doing, you have a choice. Like today's Monday. So if you started on Sunday night at 7 o'clock going, oh, crap, (laughs) I'm going to work tomorrow. I, I hate going to work tomorrow. I've got to do this. No, man. If you start with that, Tomorrow's not going to be very good. But if you start with, I'm going to do the best job I can on Monday, and I'm not going to think about it till Monday morning, but I'm going to do everything that I can to do the best job I can. And I don't care what anybody says uh, up or down about that job. I'm going to do the best I can. You'll have mm-hmm. a happier time, I think. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I, I had a very tough lesson in, in getting myself back into uh, now. 
uh, in the beginning of this year, in February, in fact, to be more precisely, 24th of February, when uh, Russia attacked Ukraine. And, you know, I, I have children, so... Uh, and we are really close to, to to the war, so we understand that if Ukraine fell, we'd be the next ones. In fact, you know, we don't know where Russia's <laughs> scary nukes are pointing. So I remember when we were here with the children and I was reading the news, I was getting so nervous uh, because uh, it suddenly became clear that uh, there is no guarantee that tomorrow will come. Tomorrow might not come, you know. I was uh, putting my uh, kid to sleep. I was uh, singing to my daughter and thinking to myself, uh, are we, are we going to sleep through the night or is something going to go wrong and we'll wake up in the middle of the night? And that was such an interesting experience because I suddenly realized that there is nothing I can do about my overwhelming fear, about the desire to protect my children because some things are just out of my control. So with that, with not knowing if tomorrow is going to happen, the only thing I can do is enjoy them now because the now is still there. And that was such a wake-up call for me. I mean, I've, I've practiced being in the present moment, of course, 20 years in personal growth. But sometimes you do need a shake-up to just remind yourself that, yes, uh, life goes one way, people get old, we get sick, we die, but, but right now, can I enjoy right now without worrying about what the future is going to bring me? If you worry about the future, you're wasting your time because nobody mm -hmm. knows what's in the future. And all you really have is the present. And, yeah. uh, and in that moment that you were singing to your daughter, that may have been a moment that she'll remember her entire life. I hope so. <laughs> which is, which is really cool. <coughs> Excuse me. Let's talk about your career and, and your programs and what you offer people and how people can get a hold of you so that they can work with you. Uh, so I'm a very leisurely person. I don't do a lot of one-on-one -on -one work. I have some programs which are recorded and I, um, I uh, do have my Instagram account where I'm most present and it's only me writing. <laughs> so there are, there are no layers, no writers, no copywriters, but of course, if you want to, if you want to find me like, um, uh, I, I would suggest going to Mind Valley. I'm a co-founder of Mind Valley. I'm one of the authors. I uh, am there. You'll find my talks there. And occasionally if I have an event, it will be all there. And that is mindvalley.com. Yes, it's mindvalley.com. Oh, very cool. Now, how big of an organization is this now? It looks pretty, looks at, you know, the New York Times, Forbes, USA Today, Entrepreneur, BBC, Inc., all, all those you've been part of. It's very, mm. it's really cool. We publish some of the best authors uh, in in the world, and we've had, um, well, we, we currently have about 30. Normally, we have about 30. We we take on new we sometimes stop publishing others so it's we've, we've had uh, a lot of great authors go through mind valley a lot of uh, amazing speakers go through mind valley uh, across the world we have about 15 million um, followers and and uh, not not quite paying customers but for a lot of followers <laughs> with paying customers it's it's more in the tens of thousands but um but yeah, it's uh, it's a big big company which has been around for a long time, and um, I I'm very privileged to be part of it. It wasn't my choice, as I said. I um, I happened <laughs> happened in Mind Valley <laughs> by accident, <laughs> uh, or maybe yeah, I happened to Mind Valley, I guess. <laughs> well, but you're a co-creator, so yes, you know. 
I'm a co-creator, but it is a blessing because I've been able to to learn from the best people, the best teachers in the world directly, and um, and it became my mission. It took 15 years for me to uh, to become the butterfly. <laughs> uh, it took time, but uh, now it just, if I look back, I think uh, I can't imagine being in the government or being a diplomat as I wanted to be. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, your life is free. Have the courage to follow it, and you're doing that. Uh, by the way, just so you know, this is Positive Talk Radio, and I interview all kinds of people that are just like the people that you have at uh, Mind Valley. So I would, if you if, if you just think about it and want to pass my uh, information along, that would be you know, sure. Because <laughs> I really, really, I believe wholeheartedly that uh, we are all one, and that we have to change our where we are and how we are behaving towards each other, um, towards the world. And um, um, I support that wholeheartedly. And so I do this a lot. So anybody that you know that you think would be would benefit or would have be a good fit to come here and talk and to enlighten our audience, that would be that would be just special. Sure, sure. We, uh, I, I believe we have uh, the same connecting link, Natasha, who was part of Mind Valley. So I'm sure it's it's easily doable. Oh, good. So I'm going to go butter Natasha up <laughs> yeah. and, and say, "Hey, by the way, um, <laughs> if you don't mind, uh, because <laughs> I, I've got an unending, I would like to have an unending supply of people. And in fact, mm -hmm. one of the things that I'm I'm working on now, Christina, is I." I I'm working to develop like a, a, a list of like 125 um, movers and shakers and, and light workers and, and people that are really interested in making our world a better place and then featuring them like once a quarter to come back and be recurring with us so that I can promote them and, and, and we can do the, the show together because it gets more fun and more fun the more we do it. And mm -hmm. I would love to include you in that if you'd be interested. Thank you. That would be, that would be amazing. And actually like, like how you approach it, because I remember um, a little earlier, somebody was asking about competition and, you know, it's business is business after all. But I really love the, the view that we keep in Mind Valley that our competition is actually, you know, the, the ignorance and the unhappiness and the depression. And these these are the things that we are actually competing with. And uh, if you look at uh, personal growth transformation, it is really a movement. And we have to we have to. We have to support each other. We have to be in it together because we are not we, we are not uh, sharing one big pie. We're actually uh, working with, uh, with with the human unhappiness, with things that make this world uh, miserable for some people. You know the the the, the ignorance that um, that sometimes sometimes keeps people just stuck, stuck and, and uh, not seeing how to get out of that. And then maybe we come back to that question that we started with. Why am I here? What am I doing here? Exactly. I, I had a conversation with uh, somebody just the other day. She's, she said, well, now you've got a coach that is sponsoring your program. And her name is uh, uh, Allison Roberts, and she's out of uh, uh, the East Coast. And she's sponsoring your program, and you're running commercials. Yet you'll have a coach on while she's you're doing a commercial for her and you'll be interviewing a coach and i said mm -hmm. and she said why would you do that <laughs> and i said well number one because there's enough there's mm. enough of everything there's enough work to go around there's enough and the more people that we can sing together in one voice mm -hmm. 
like a choir, uh, the, the better opportunity we have to make mass change in the world because we're trying to raise the consciousness of everyone. I totally agree. Every time I hear a speaker who speaks my words, I'm like sister or brother. Like, finally, I'm not alone. I know my voice may be not so, so strong, but, you know, if we are in a choir, maybe it will be stronger. Absolutely. Well, and, you know, I've, I've had the fortune of over time, I've been doing this for like 20 years off and on. And, and I've interviewed Neil Donald Walsh and, and uh, Gary Zukoff and, um, and, and many others, Marianne Williamson and, and others. And, um, you know, Greg Braden and, and just, just a ton of, ton of folks. Mm -hmm. And what I, what, and, you know, my, my, I, again, I keep referring to my kid because we had this conversation just the other day and he said, dad, how come all of these people come on to your show and they all say roughly the same thing <laughs> in their own words, of course, and, and in their own genre of what they're talking about, but, but they all seem to have the same. And I said, well, son, you know, these people don't know each other. Mm. They, they've never met. It's not like a conglomerate of, of people that are, that are singing this. It's not like they're part of the Catholic church and we're all, you know, Catholic. <laughs> It's they, this is a something that they've come to from their heart, mm -hmm. from the inside, and this is what they truly believe from it is their soul, it is their feeling, it is who they are, and you're one of those. And and that is um that's why they all say roughly the same thing, because not only do they say the same thing, it's because it's true. Mm -hmm. And it, it and it has resonance. It rings true for for all of these people. And the more people that we can infect with that, if lack, lack of a better term, uh, mm -hmm. we can help that we can help the world change. And and right now you're in a part of the world that I am so sorry for mm -hmm. what's going on there. And my heart goes out to the, the I, you know, you see films of World War Two, mm -hmm. and you see the films of the of the uh um uh, desolation and the and the and all of that went on there but now we're seeing it in real time it is scary to see it, it in all in real time and i've got a real good friend who's in finland um I, i'd like to call you my real good friend and i'm concerned for you know thank god that that the ukrainian people are standing up and saying no we will not go quietly into the night mm -hmm. and uh, and you know, hopefully this whole thing will come to an end and that we as we as a civilization realize that we cannot allow one guy. Mm. And this is basically one guy to cause so much pain and destruction because of ego. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that's why our job is not finished, because I truly believe that most of the nasty things that happen in the world happen because people act out of their pain and i remember my son he, he was still a young kid when we were watching a movie he was maybe six seven uh and uh the movie was showing a path of one of the characters who was just being bullied and and, and hurt and my son said oh this is going to be the villain and it was so interesting because I looked at him and I thought he's so young, but he he actually uh, made an interesting conclusion that if somebody is hurt and treated uh, unjustly, repeatedly, it's very it's it's one of the paths is to actually uh, to become the bully yourself. 
Uh, and of course, he was right in that movie that the character did become a villain. But as I'm quoting my good friend Vina a second time, she's a very wise woman, not, not an author in personal growth, just a wise woman. And she says, you know, hurt people hurt people. And I think that uh, whatever conflict you take, whatever uh, the people who can't agree, who can't, uh, who can't let go, who can't... Um, you know, who can't be humane, they actually very often are playing out their own hurts. Okay. If if you're happy, if you love yourself, if you can accept yourself as you are, if your relationship with yourself is good, your relationship with the world is good. And it comes back to the same. Uh, you know, you, you mentioned that in, in some way that you, you have to be the change you want to see in the world. But I, I think it's, it's not even about uh, inspiring other people to change. It's about, you know, fix yourself first. And once you fix yourself, then the world is a little better through that. Well said. I, I couldn't agree more because everything, everything that is on the outside comes from within. And if, if, you can, if you can live well and accept yourself and live from within, then none of, it, none of the other stuff matters. It all just kind of falls away. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, and I'm, uh, of course, I'm not, uh, I'm not judging right now the Ukrainians because they are doing the right thing. Uh, they're standing up for their, uh, for for their country, and that's not the case where you know I would say let go and, and move on. But uh, with that said, uh, you know, you only the world triggers you only to the extent that it actually has a hook in yourself. If I were to uh, comment on something which you know is irrelevant and is not true, you wouldn't have a feeling, you wouldn't have an emotion, it wouldn't trigger anything in you. If something that I do triggers anger or response in you, that means that I have struck a chord within you. It is either the chord of you uh, seeing the truth in what I say or feeling that it is unjust in some way or maybe, uh, you know, it's it's something that is relevant. That's why you have a reaction. And that's why I'm saying if you fix your relationship with yourself, you will have way less reactions to the outside world. And that's my uh, barometer. If I start noticing that I give, uh, you know, sharp comments or I, I, <laughs> I don't like people more than normally, <laughs> then... I, for me, that's for me, that's a red flag. Sit down and ask yourself, what on earth is going in within you? Why do people trigger you? Why do you get upset so easily? And and that's why I think you really need to figure out how to fix yourself. Because once you fix yourself, you will actually not have any desire to fix the world. The world will just turn suddenly be seem quite okay. You, you, yep. you know, you it's easier to be kind. To others if you know how to be kind to yourself it's easier to tolerate other people's quirks if you can tolerate your own quirks it's easier to forgive others when you can forgive yourself that is the challenge of our time <laughs> in, in in my opinion is to learn how to forgive yourself learn how to love yourself and to let and to let the rest of it go and let god it'll take care of itself um you know and and you know who knows what 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 happens in the future but live today live for the moment live in in the now as Eckhart Tolle would say uh, live live right now and uh, um, and everything will take care of itself uh, Christina it has been just a pleasure talking with you today thank you so much I have really enjoyed it if somebody would like to contact you that you can go to or contact Christina you can go to Christina man that's m-a-n-d dot 
com. She's got programs that you can access. She's got ways for you to start to think about maybe living life a little bit differently. Um, <laughs> she can she can help you with that. Thank you for that. By the thank way. you, thank you so much. I can I can share what I know about it, and it's your choice. Do you want to help it? I mean, do you do you want to change? Sure, come. Yeah, exactly. And you know, I don't know anybody that is. Um, well, there was one guy, okay, who, who was so complete that he didn't have to worry about anything, and he was perfect. Uh, I don't know that guy. Oh my God, what a dreadful life! <laughs> I know, and. <laughs> But, uh, you know, the rest of us are imperfect at best, and we always, you know, can learn and to do a little bit better. And it, it, it can make your life. And, you know, what's interesting about that is when you change your life, you change the lives of people around you. Mm -hmm. They see that you are different than you were. And sometimes, you know, with me, it's a, a little easier. Sometimes it's not about changing anything. Sometimes it's just about accepting what you have and getting the best out of that. That's, that's also true. That's also true. It, it's, you know, I could talk to you for hours, but uh, um, I, I, I'm going to honor your time. And uh, again, if you want to go to uh, christinamand.com, you can find out all about her. She's got programs. She, she gives talks all the time. She goes to events. She's, she's, she's a well-rounded uh, person who really likes to really is in touch with herself. And I appreciate that. And astrophysics, were you really going to be an astrophysicist? What is that? God, I still like it, but now I like psychology more than that. So <laughs> it That's took a me deep subject psychology. Yeah, it took me 20, 20 years to to decide that. But then maybe I could have combined both. I don't know. No, Psycho psychotherapist, astrophysicist. <laughs> you know, um, next life. <laughs> yeah. Well, no. When I when I was I was just thinking when when I was younger, I was would play golf golf with a friend and he'd have a bad hole or I'd have a bowl, bad hole. And he'd say, what, and he'd say like, well, that's it. And I, and, um, my answer to that has always been, Hey, look, it ain't over yet. So <laughs> it ain't over yet. You, you're a young person. You've got all kinds of potential in time. Hopefully. Yes. Uh, I'm not sure about astrophysics anymore, but <laughs> no, actually who knows? <laughs> who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Why not? <laughs> you know, you you could you could write a, a a book on astrophysics in relationship to to uh, metaphysical in relationship to the quantum theory, and then and then it would be way above my head, and you'd have to come talk to me and tell me how to read it. St Stephen Hawking did good jobs for now, so I'll I'll take uh, psychology first, but then yeah, we'll see, we'll see. Life is unpredictable. Maybe we'll maybe that will be a necessary skill like driving license. <laughs> if we have to go to other planets to exist. So, <laughs> exactly. And we're never done. That's the beauty mm -hmm. of this life is until your last day, I, my mother who passed away this last summer, mm -hmm. um, had a beautiful life. She was 90 years old. She played bridge on Wednesday, had to dinner, went out to dinner on Thursday, uh, visited friends on Friday, went home and died. Oh, and uh, good ending. I, yeah. I can't think of a better way to end our existence here rather than sit in your house and, and wait for that great moment to come. You, you go and you live your life. And then when it happens, it's like, okay, all right, that's fine. You know, I, I did well and you're mm -hmm. doing well. And thank you for being here. And will you come back? 
Uh, with pleasure, of course. Thank you. Thank you for having me this time. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. And by the way, Christina Mann, uh, and a last name that I can't pronounce. Um, so, <laughs> uh, but go to christinamand.com and access her programs and do everything. If you'll wait right there, I will be right back and, uh, and say goodbye. So hold on. Hey, thanks for enjoying this episode all the way to the end. Please give us a like and subscribe to this channel. This has been a production of PositiveTalkRadio.net. Please visit our website, oddly named PositiveTalkRadio.net, for more details about us and our mission, which is to provide great positive programming designed to inspire us all. I'm Kevin McDonald, and I'm proud of these shows, and I truly hope that you'll like them and share them.